Welcome to the Words Over Ice show with your host, Ray. All right, guys, today we're covering a very serious, a very real topic, mental health. I know it hits home for a lot of us. Uh, we may know somebody going through it or maybe struggling with it ourselves. So we brought on a very special guest, Andrea, who struggles with borderline personality disorder herself. So we got her on so she can kind of shed some light and let us know what it is to walk a day in her life. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to the show. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah. Thank you good, for asking. Good. Jay, you're you're recovering from your late your late night festivities. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm breathing. Sweating for no reason, but I'm breathing. <laughs> it's the good, best way to get important. it out, man. Yeah. yeah. Breathing's definitely important. Yeah. So, Andrea, thank you for being on the show where we're here to talk about borderline personality disorder, not to be confused, which you corrected me really quickly the other day (laughs) with bipolar disorder. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And um, yes, we are here today to discuss um, a, a very serious mental health condition, borderline personality disorder. Yes. Not to be confused with bipolar. I didn't mean to shut you down like that the other day. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, just, no problem at all. Right, if we're going to talk about it, <laughs> absolutely no. But it really is a misconception. It's easy for me, at least, when I see BPD that label, I automatically think bipolar disorder, and I think a lot of people think that way. So that's I want to clear that yeah. up. Yeah, well, it's an easy mistake to make. Yeah, no, it's such an easy mistake to make, and many people do. Yeah, yeah, but they're quite different. And- yeah, and it, they are different. But before we go into what those differences are, this is something that you live with on a day-to-day basis. So can you tell us how it is yes, like dealing yes. with that the every two, day? The two definitely overlap. So you're not, sure. you know, the two definitely do overlap. So yeah, but sorry, sorry, Karen. Would you say that, uh, would you say that the bipolar is less severe in comparison? Um, I I wouldn't just because I wouldn't want to invalidate yeah, someone else's experience of okay. good I know what you mean. bipolar. Um, but I, I can't, I can't talk on the honest. My, my sister actually thought that my sister always said she's got bipolar or you're bipolar. She would, she would always say, you know, that I have bipolar disorder. Um, but it turns out that I've got borderline personality disorder, according to the medical professionals that diagnosed me. You know, who knows if I sat in front of somebody else, maybe I'd be diagnosed with something else. Right. You know? It's, it's all up to, to opinion, but there are, there are some specific differences in it. And, and again, before we dive into it, can you tell us just what it is to have borderline personality disorder? Because we all hear that. And I, I don't, Jason, I don't know how familiar you are. Not at all. So there you go. Okay. So, this is very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Explain it. Explain it to us. So um, in a nutshell, um, if you have borderline personality, you, you basically, you struggle um, to regulate your emotions. So it's a, it's a, a disease or an illness or a condition. Um, straight away when you said disease, I thought, oh, like some, you know, because so, even sometimes that word. Um, I hate using that word. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're just being real. And you're just being mm-hmm. honest and truthful. And mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. But um, it, and it is a dis-ease. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a dis-ease of the emotions. Um, 
you, you have trouble uh, navigating day-to-day life and maintaining relationships um but basically there's a there's a, a criteria in, in order to be diagnosed with borderline personality disorder you must meet the criteria which is mm-hmm. in something called the dsm-5 which stands for the diagnostic diagnostic statistics statistic manual and, or something and like you that. have to have like five of the nine traits is exactly. that correct exactly yeah so there's these nine nine traits which uh, i'm happy to tell you yeah. if yeah, you want to hear mm-hmm. um so the first so the first one is uh, abandonment so uh, whether it's perceived or real it's a fear of abandonment um I mean, I, and actually, it's, I should have I should have started with this. Actually, they they always say a pervasive pattern of instability. So, a pervasive right. pattern of instability of interpersonal relationships, self image. Um, so, yeah, the, the nine the nine things are frantic efforts to avoid real or abandoned imagine uh, real or imagined abandonment, patterns of unstable and intense relationships, um, identity disturbance, impulsivity. Mm-hmm. And that can be in at least two areas, e.g. Uh, spending, um, sex, uh, substance abuse, uh, eating, reckless driving, um, mm-hmm. recurrent suicidal behaviour. Um, so, you know, that, that could be well, that mm-hmm. could be anything from, you know, just, just self-harm, basically. Mm-hmm. Um effective instability so it's about moods Mm -hmm. emotions spiraling out of control irrational rages um uh, chronic feelings of emptiness um you know feeling empty or bored um being angry or hostile um number eight is inappropriate intense anger or difficulty controlling anger um number nine is transient stress-related paranoid ideation or severe dissociative symptoms um Mm. so like feeling victimized or um yeah like idea and and like paranoid dissociation is kind of like tending to idealize other people you kind of Mm -hmm. see people as that's something else that we'll probably touch on uh splitting which is black black and white thinking. So you see sure. people as either all this or all that. I mean, it's all good or all bad. It's very difficult to um, understand that it's good and bad. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, which ones do you which ones do you associate with? Um, I'd say all of them. Really, all nine. All of them. But I'm not sure. You know, I don't have access to any of the um, my medical notes or anything, so I have no idea what the, but the therapy. Even if you had access to their their paperwork and their outside perception or diagnosis, if you will, is what they call. It, I guess what they're saying. Um, how can anybody ever really tell you what well, symptoms you have? You know, you, they can yeah. perceive it, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. so personal. Well, this is only it, and you I, can... Exactly. Well, this is, it. and I often say to people like, no one knows you better than you know yourself, but then I don't want to take away from the fact that, you know, if, if, if you have genuine concerns for someone, I mean, it's a real mental illness, you know, um, if someone is mentally unwell, they might not want to admit it, 
they might not want to accept right. it and they might not be even be able to see it i mean the, the the one thing that's really helped me and i hate i mean i might get a backlash for using for saying this and for using this words but crazy right but someone someone once said to me and it really did help like but you know because i my whole life i'm you know and i always think i'm crazy i'm crazy but a crazy person doesn't know they're going crazy mm-hmm. So your ability to question if you're going crazy, surely that means you're not. But <laughs> well, th- that, that's what um, I'm getting at is I think it would take more than one one session for to be able to even get a grasp of the person uh, in a way where you can tell them what out of the nine they have. Uh, you know, because it's like you have to get to know the person's tendencies and whatnot. Some days yeah. are different than other days, and you know, you know, you can't just one day go in there and be like, yeah, you have X, Y, Z, and then. What yeah, you, go back the next day, you know, so I think it, it should be like multiple sessions before you can absolutely. be but anywhere this is also, near. Absolutely. But this is also why it's so hard to diagnose because um, on the surface, someone with BPD can actually appear to be normal. You know, and I say normal in in quote marks. Yeah, because, whatever normal um, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, I mean, it, it, it usually begins during adolescence. But um, while some people have like high functioning BPD in in certain settings they they can you can you can appear on the outside mm. to to be totally normal where you know like getting up and going to work every day and on the surface looking like you know you've got you've got your shit together and everything's great but you know in mm-hmm. their private lives could be an absolute yeah. uh, turmoil. I think that's more times than not. <laughs> you know, yeah, people probably, put on a good yeah. show out in public, but as soon as they yeah. get behind them doors, shit hits the fan. Yeah, keeping off appearances, right? Yeah. I know I'm crazy as hell. You know, I'm like, I have these thoughts when I'm <laughs> out. Sometimes I, I, do, I do. I have like these thoughts, like just random shit. Like I can remember being younger and I'd be like, what would happen if I just kicked this person right now as hard as I could? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, and then I'm like, don't fucking do it though. Don't do it. Stop. You know? Cause I, I would, but this is it. I'm being 100% real. Like it's like, I'll just be standing there and be like, uh, can I just kick this motherfucker? <laughs> what would happen? You know? And then Jay, I, I don't know. If I have those thoughts all the time. Right. Man. I don't know if that's crazy or if that's just, you know, know whatever you could call it but or you know just like i'll, I'll start laughing for no reason over something like, that i just what if I, scare, what if I scare this little kid real quick yeah you know just like you know and then people just look at me i'll be standing in line i'll just start laughing they'll be like what the fuck and i don't have any ear i don't wear earbuds um you know i'm just standing and talking with myself in my head and just start cracking up and then i just look like is <laughs> the people start moving back and away and shit you know <laughs> So I get it, you know, it's, I don't get it, but I get, I get the perception of sometimes wondering, am I all there? Cause you know, I, I I don't know. I've been through quite a bit and not saying it's worse than anybody else, but like, sometimes I just find myself so wrapped up in my own. I'm like, I forget that I'm in public sometimes because I am so, so caught up in these random ass thoughts and moments and stuff that if I told somebody what I was thinking at the moment, they would be like, you need to go to the hospital. The mind, the mind is a very tricky, tricky thing, right? And um, yeah. to, to, I mean, to escape your mind is is something I think that that life is about learning to escape the mind and those thoughts that that right. come so heavily every single day. So, um, do you have like triggers? Are there is there like a trigger that starts yeah, like a good question down like a, a spiral into? 
you know, I don't, I don't know anything about your condition or situation. So I'm just trying to pick your brain. Sorry. No, yeah, no, no. And go ahead. I wish I was more aware of what my triggers are because to be honest, I have no clue. And they say that to know your triggers is, um, absolutely helpful in, Mm -hmm. in, um, Mm -hmm. okay. I I think for me, when my, I mean, as I said, it's all about emotional dysregulation. So I think for me, if I'm having a bad day, or even if I'm having a good day, um, to to have someone dismiss my experience or dismiss mm. yeah. my perception or my reality or my emotions, mm. that absolutely is a trigger to um, to, to to be invalidated because that's that is one of the things that causes BPD. It's growing up with constant invalidation, and you didn't have the right role models to show you um, what mm. it is to to have emotions and that it's okay to have emotions. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's okay to feel sadness. It's okay to feel anger. It's okay to feel excitement. It's okay. You know, these, these things are really, really, really important when you're growing up to be shown yeah. that um, it's okay to, to have emotions. They're not bad. Emotions aren't necessarily a bad thing, but if you haven't been taught or shown that, mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, there's a really interesting book, um, and it was the first book recommended to me by the psychotherapist that uh, really helped to change to to change my patterns and behaviours. Um, and it's and it's a book by Do you know John Cleese? I do not. I do not either. Um, he, he's really famous in in the UK, or he was famous in the UK. Um, but the book's called Families and How to Survive Them. And um, he talks. Sounds about, like something we should all read. Uh, just off the just off the title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Families and House of Violence, great book. And um, he he talks about um, he talks about. I mean, it's quite a deep psychological book. It talks about how how we put these how we put these screens up. So if mm-hmm. we're taught that behaviours are bad, we learn to screen them off, and. Um, I'm actually drawn to people who have screened off the same emotions as us. So we never actually really change. Uh, we're, yeah, we're drawn to the, to the same, to people that, that, that are the same as us. So you're actually drawn to right. people because, because of your similarities, not because of your differences, mm-hmm. which is quite profound for me to find out. I always thought, you know, oh, opposites attract, you know, yeah, like, not opposites right. attract, but no, it, it's about, you know, and there's a great little ske- sketch in there. It's like, oh, what a, what a divinely damaged person. Yeah. Well, I think that makes sense uh, in the sense of um, what we think is a difference is is actually a mirror image of us, but where perception is from the outside. It's a sense of validation in a different form. So validating your thoughts and feelings through someone else. Yeah, yeah. You're like me. Mm. I'm like you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So we just walked through the nine traits of, of what it is to be, you know, to have BPD. But can you tell us an episode and kind of dive into your personal experience with, I don't know if one of these traits or maybe an episode you had. Yeah, like, you know, so how that, should, I, should I tell you about how I came to be diagnosed, perhaps? Yeah, that'd be um, great. Perfect. So, I mean, I, I would I would say I first know. So, I mean, my whole life, I, I have definitely been this overactive child. I think looking mm-hmm. back, um, I uh, and they're quite closely related, ADHD and BPD. Um, I, I think if I was a child growing up in today's world where diagnoses and labels are handing out 
you know, quicker than cups of teas, I would definitely have been yeah. diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, from, but, but then I just, you know, I, I had no reactive imagination. I was an active child. I, 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 I was, I was doing gymnastics. I was doing dance. I was doing all of these things. So I was busy. Um, but there was, uh, and I was always very dramatic and into acting and, and things like that. But, um, when I got to the age of around 16, I started to feel like heavy in my emotions and low. And, and, um, there was a, there was a period where I was literally like crying every single day and I knew something wasn't right. Um, was, was there a reason for the crying or was there something going on or was just, just because I couldn't put my finger on why I felt like that. But, um, I, at the time I was in, um, I was in and i well, no, I met this guy at age 16 who I was, that makes sense. And that's a hundred percent was an unstable relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but patterns repeat them, you know, patterns repeat themselves. I, I come from an unstable Celtic family. Um, yep. and I found myself in an unstable Celtic relationship where, um, he, so basically he put his hands on me, he would probably say, Oh, I didn't do it. Um, sure. he, he, he did, he knocked me about, but, um, how many times does a person has to put, has to put their hands on you for it to be called dom- domestic violence or domestic mm-hmm. abuse? Like how many times defines that? Is it right. once? Mm-hmm. Is it twice? Is it three times? Is it, you know, what? So. Yeah. I mean, I think society says once, right? Yeah. Um, you should, you shouldn't do that at all, but. I, I agree. And it works both ways, you know? Correct. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but that, that, that's what led to my hospitalization. And the day that I, um, I went into a rage and I think it's because I'd experienced it myself. So it's, I see this all the time online. If you, you, it's something, oh, I wish I could, I'm not going to be able to remember it now, but something about you get cut and then you bleed on other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you store um, it in yourself, and it comes out. It, it's yeah, what you go yeah. through comes back out. It's... So for sure, I was cut by this guy, and and then you know I did go, and then I and then I bled on my on my current husband. Who um, it's actually thanks to him that I I got the the help that I needed. So I took I took an overdose on the day of, uh, but this this wasn't until like. I was in my, my mid twenties. I'd had suicidal mm-hmm. thoughts for years and years and years and years. And I never ever thought that I would come to take my own life. Never did. I think mm-hmm. I would do it. Um, and I remember the day I did it, I was just numb. I was just, but I was so clear in my mind that I didn't want to be on this planet anymore. So clear on my attentions. And I was, and I was on, uh, <laughs> I think I I did write a suicide note and I went on, um, I remember saying goodbye to people on Facebook. It's all, it's all a blur, but, um, it's a blur, but something's very clear. But on, on the day that I did take the overdose, I kind of felt like I was, um, trapped and Mm -hmm. caught. I felt like I was like caught in chaos. Mm -hmm. Um, like despair, like no, no coming out. Yeah, uh-huh. I didn't see. I I didn't see any way out. I didn't see. I didn't say another way out. And I and I was and I was so clear on. Look, I don't wanna, don't want to live this life anymore. I don't want to be here. Um, and and the, the the biggest thing was this feeling of being a burden 
Right. I am a burden. For other people. Yeah, yeah. I am a burden. I, um, yeah, and that was it. I'm a burden. I, I don't bring anything to the table. I, 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 you know, what's the point? What is the point of my life on this earth? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I, I calmly did it. I went, I mean, I went to the shops. I bought, I bought a few bottles of alcohol. I, and I, and I raided the cupboard and I took all the medication I could find. Wow. And I just sat there and, um, I think the hospital said I took over 300 tablets. So I did give it a good shot. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Um, and I was devastated when it didn't, when it didn't work. I was devastated when it didn't work. So, um, you, so you truly, and I've always been interested to ask you, you truly wanted it to work. Cause I know a lot of people, and, and I don't mean to sound insensitive when I say this, but I do know a lot of people yeah, I don't sh- do try to hurt themselves or, you know, take pills. And, and a lot of times they, they don't really want the end result, but they want the attention Yeah, and it kind of a, kind of a cry for help. Exactly. That's it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a cry for help. And in hindsight, I do, I do actually think, thank God I didn't um, step yeah. in front of a train or hang myself. I'm so, I'm so grateful that I didn't do something so final. I, I'm, I'm grateful that I did something that I could come back from. Yeah. And then, well, on, on behalf of Ray and myself, we're glad too because you should. You sound like a really good person, and the world needs somebody like you that can help other people. Thank you. Absolutely, and that's that's a real issue with this condition, right? I think it's you know four hundred times the national average of of suicides that, that people have. Yeah, with people who have this condition, I, I think it's like seventy percent or something of people who suffer from this. They say one in ten, but I don't. I I don't believe statistics because I mean it's. I think it's plucked from a. Yeah. From a. I think they yeah. say they say yeah it's it's plucked from a you know a, a census or something a group of people but I think they say one in ten actually commit suicide but but right. I think the the number I read was about seventy percent have serious suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. yeah 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 suicide ideation is something that I suffer with still um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and it, you have to you have to learn um, coping mechanisms. Um, I, I I understand a lot of people with borderline personality cut to escape uh, the pain and to yeah, feel man. to and, feel alive really, again, right? Uh, I think so. I I I, mean, I can't really discuss it because I, I've, I've I've come very close, but I've never cut, um, and that that was something that I that I used to do before my overdose. You know, I. I and in relationships, you know, I'd, I'd hold glass to my wrists and say, you know, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna do it. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I really want to do this. I, really, but I, I could never bring myself to do that. And I don't know if that's because of a vanity or something within me that, that just thought I, I couldn't bear to have the scars because, because um, I, I know that's also something that comes with cutting. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a tough thing. Um, but people shouldn't be ashamed of, of scars at all, you know. If that if that's your if that's your coping mechanism, that's your coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. But I pray to I pray for anyone out there to find a new one because those are some of the the more common self sabotaging behaviors with this condition: cutting themselves, like you said earlier, addictive behaviors like shopping and sex and alcohol. Yeah, those are problems. Yeah, impulse. I think that's the impulsivity, promiscuity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that comes from like not having a stable father figure. Mm-hmm. I think I think when you don't have a solid male role model, 
Um, I think that's across the board, not, not just this condition. I think that's with females in, in general. If, if you don't have a, you know, a stable father figure yeah. or, or, or an abusive one, um, you tend to have issues with your sexual relationships Daddy later issues. on in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daddy, exactly. Daddy issues. Um, so there, there's also like you've alluded to earlier, um, there's kind of that black and white, that splitting that you talked about. Yeah. Can, can you explain that more? Cause I know it's, it's, you're kind of all in or all out on someone and, and you, you can love someone and they can be your, your everything one day and the next day you can completely despise them. Is that, is that safe to say? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's this, so I, exactly you idolize someone and then for mm-hmm. no apparent reason there, they are suddenly the devil and um the smallest little reason yeah i mean and sometimes it's not even a reason sometimes it sometimes it's um i just don't like the clothes you're wearing today motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) fuck you (laughs) i think it all comes from within i think it all comes from you inside Mm -hmm. i don't think it's actually anything that the other person ever does that causes it i think it's just you wake up and um it's the emotions you just suddenly you're numb you don't feel you don't feel any any way for that person or 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 it could be something that they did seven months back or right um i think in life it's so funny that we're like this with people who are the nicest to us you know when somebody wants to love you it's like no Mm -hmm. no i don't deserve it you know i don't you know no and then and then you want what you can't have that i think that's that's the paradox of life isn't it you always want what you can't have mm-hmm. and what what's there being offered to you on a plate is not so tempting or appealing for some reason because you can have it you know I, I get you know i get that um i i was like that when i was younger a little bit uh mm-hmm. and it, it's it's a weird paradox because it's sitting right in front of your face and they want to be such a part that it almost becomes a turn off. You know, it's like, why are you trying? Like, what makes me so special? Why are you trying so hard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Sounds yeah, like you've I, been through a lot, you know, and who hasn't? You, yeah, <laughs> who hasn't? but you know, it's like from the outside perspective, it's some things that I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just wow. Yeah. You know which of the traits or behaviors is really interesting to me and one that um, I, I can't really wrap my head around, but I find interesting to kind of get an explanation behind is disassociation. Yeah, that's a huge one for me. That's a huge one. And I, I would like to come back to splitting because I don't feel I really did it much just, just sure. on this. Um, but it's it's basically what splitting is, is it's, def- it's a defense mechanism. It, it, mm-hmm. it, um, you. that that's what it is it's a defense mechanism where you you it's a it's a distorted way of thinking uh what do you mean if you like separate for yourself from the situation straight away then there's no way for you to get hurt in the first place yeah yeah so it's like yeah that exactly it's all or nothing and and it's splitting allows you to readily like just discard something you know that's just that's bad and um Mm -hmm. you know that's bad and that's that there's it's 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 all bad and there's no good in that whatsoever you know so um 
yeah, it's, 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 and you can be, and it's quite an extreme way of thinking, you know, things are always like this. You are always terrible to me. You know, I, 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 you, you are never nice to me. You know, you're, um, you know, that person is evil that, you know, but, or I don't know. It's where you can take one isolated incident and make it everything be all and end all. Yeah. 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 Which is where people will say, you know, people with borderline personality disorder are dramatic. Um, when, when you consider something to be, you know, completely just your whole world is ending because of this, this one, one little thing that, that maybe set, set it off or something. But you, what was, sorry, what was it? A dissociation. Yeah. Dissociation is a huge yeah. one. Yeah. And that's, that's one that's tough for me to understand, but it's interesting because you're really, there, like, um, you're detaching yourself. So I'm hoping you can shed some light on that for me and help me understand that gr- one. Sure. There's a great, um, there's a great Instagram page, uh, by a girl. Her handle is at make Daisy chains and she has d- drawn a little comic which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you after this. It's brilliant. It, it really explains um, what disassociation is in a, like this cute little comic. She she's drawn it mm-hmm. out and it shows like this is what it is to dissociate. And I think that helps yeah. a lot of people. I like I like pictures. Yeah. yeah, the visual of it really really helps. <laughs> Pop up. So um, <laughs> I actually printed something out about disassociation before before I came online. It says that there's five types of disassociation. Um, one one is amnesia two is depersonalization three is derealization four is identity confusion and five is identity alteration so what is dissociation it's it's basically like an experience where things don't really seem real so it's like you're not really Mm -hmm. in your body it's like you um some people i mean it it could be a bit like a bit like daydreaming but it's very different it's not daydreaming um things seem to move in slow motion kind of an outer body experience yeah exactly it's like a sense of watching the situation as if you weren't actually in the situation yourself. Like a coping method. That's what it sounds like yeah. to me. Like it, yeah, it, absolutely. Like, like you, just for example, if you're getting arrested, you're just like, I can't believe this is really fucking happening. And you're just like, sh- you shut the fuck down completely. And yeah. just like take yourself out of the situation, even though you're going through it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I believe that absolutely. It's a coping mechanism. The brain, the, it's maybe like a function that the brain has to, I, I'm not a scientist. I do not. It's trying anything. to save itself from having a fucking <laughs> breakdown is what the yeah. brain is trying to do. Like, yeah. well, yeah. this is too much right now. So I'm clocking out. Fuck this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that description of it. That's it. Clocking <laughs> out. Fuck this. Um, yeah, like. I'm going somewhere else or I'm going to my ha- maybe it's like going to a happy place but although yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone would describe it as that you know it can be, no. can be fucking scary yeah I would um, imagine to, just to feel disconnected. it's foreign to you yeah to feel disconnected from your body um, the scariest part is you could probably get locked in that place for a while you perhaps. know and not come out of it you know and start living that way yeah. where like Ooh. nothing I think you see that a lot I think you see, you know, some people that walk around kind of seeming motionless or like it's a blank like stare, yeah. or like, yeah. Yeah. Are you in there? Um, no, I'm not. I checked out. <laughs> I left my, my personality at home three weeks ago. Shit. <laughs> I read a, uh, I read something on a girl who, who has disassociation and she was describing it as, or one instance she had, and she said she was at a park or something 
and everything she saw just seemed plastic. Wow. That her, instead of, you know, a, you know, metal slide, everything just seemed kind of like crystallized and very plastic. And that it just seemed like a different Mm -hmm. dimension she was in. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is great. That that's that's interesting. It does, say, it does say here on this list, you know, it says that objects look different than than expected. It does say whether that's a symptom. What, yeah. What's your what's your experience with it? If you don't mind sharing, no, I don't mind sharing. Um, it's when I, I I'm quite happy when I'm disassociating. Like <laughs> I do believe that it's my brain's way of um, helping me. I don't. It doesn't scare me anymore. I don't think it ever really has scared me. Uh, when I when I'm dis- when I disassociate, so, sometimes it can feel scary. Like to to say to say something and then not remember that you've said that, or um, yeah, and it can be scary. But my 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 experience of it of it is for me, it's just I feel like whenever I dissociate, I just feel like I'm daydreaming. Um, okay. things are going, things are going on. And something that really, really helps when, for me, when, when that's happening is to like use a grounding technique, like just feel the, like, so just remember that the soles of your feet are touching the ground or it might help to actually go and find a wall, put my hand mm-hmm. on the wall, you know, right. there's this, um, there's this technique that people do, you know, five things you can, I think it's five things you can see, four things you can smell, three, three things you can touch i don't know i I can't remember exactly but it's about bringing yourself back down back to reality yeah yeah back to life back to reality exactly the more we're talking i'm starting to wonder if i have uh this don't i'm dead serious somebody that's not a joke we're talking i I, I know i wasn't laughing no 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 i know i'm just just saying i'm over here scaring myself a little bit like shit man yeah you might want to talk to somebody and do like, you feel that if you feel because f- for me it helps so much to finally have something that made sense you know it's like the first yeah. time i ever heard the word anxiety when i was struggling mm-hmm. with anxiety you know they so my first ever diagnosis with depression depression and bpd kind of go hand in a lot of people that have borderline mm-hmm. personality disorder also have major depressive disorder or studies have shown okay um but to have, sometimes it can, some people find it helpful. I, I said to I said to Ray the other day, like labels are for jars, not for people. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and, and and it's the same as any diagnosis. It's person first. You know, you are first above all of these all of these labels. You're you're a, you're human. You're a person. Um, but it, it can be helpful to to have an understanding of what you're going through. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you have anxiety. That's what it is. That's what I'm going through. I remember the first time I was told I had anxiety. I was like, wow, thank you. I was so grateful to, to know, like, I wasn't crazy and that it's a real mm-hmm. thing. Um, and the same, borderline personality disorder was a little bit more difficult to swallow, if I'm honest. Oh, well, I'm sure, yeah. It's got a stigma behind it. Huge. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, could, I can only imagine when someone tells you that that's what you have and it's kind of seen honestly in a negative light. Yeah. I mean, it's, and then that's why I wanted to talk to you. Cause a lot of people, when you hear person, you know, personality dis- disorder, you, 
couple it with crazy or you know almost psychotic oh, behaviors what people think about the personality you know like the the name oh, yeah. in itself suggests that there is something fundamentally the, wrong like you're not the, the name is confusing you know you you, you have yeah. a disorder you have something wrong with your personality which right. it, it, which isn't what it means at all um it doesn't mean that you have something wrong with you i mean i mean i'd love to know what you guys actually think i mean what, what do you guys think a personality is like what would you say uh, I'd say a person like a personality is like <laughs> it's the funny thing that you asked that question. I think it's like um your avatar for this world, what you're willing to show people, what you're willing to give uh to public consistently, and that's like what's identified as you being you. Um, yeah. But I think that everybody puts on a face to a point. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. There's no real way. You know, I can't even answer answer that question. Yeah, with a what do definitive answer. You know, I yeah. mean, I don't, maybe Ray can. Someone, someone put it in a, in a in a way that I thought was interesting. They they referred it to climate. Okay. You said your personality is like a a steady climate. So say like I live in California, the climate in California is typically sunny and 80 degrees. That's what you can expect. Oh, bro. My personal <laughs> time <laughs> Yeah, you got negative 52. It was, it was just but, snowing, and then uh, it's 70 degrees the next day. I'm all over the place, shit. But they describe personality as that is your constant. That's what you can expect. Yeah. But from time to time, you're going to have an earthquake. Yeah. You're going to have you're going to have a, you know, a rainstorm or mudslides for that particular climate. Mm-hmm. And and those are kind of the traits or, you know, the the things that veer off of, of your constant personality. I thought it was an interesting way that they put it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm so affected by the weather. I'm so affected oh, yeah. by the weather. Oh yeah. Um, I mean that that's a big reason I moved to California from from Chicago was there you know seasonal depression. I didn't it didn't affect me as much, um, but seasonal depression is a, a real I believe thing. it's a real thing. That really yeah. affects me for sure. But um, mm-hmm. I do have what the personality is. So I mean, what we understand by the idea of personality that was a great answer. Um, but it, I've got here it says our personality is the collection of ways that we think, feel, and behave. Um, and it says we are all different and this seems to be a result of the things that we have inherited and our early experiences in life. And something that I, that I've put on the page is that, um, um, my Instagram page is that, you know, we all have a personality and no, no one, no one's personality is perfect, you know? So that, I think that's something to, to, to be considered if you've been diagnosed with a personality disorder, just mm-hmm. find, find, um, some strengths and hoping knowing that, you know, no one's got the perfect personality. The perfect personality doesn't exist. Right. But it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's, if you do have a personality disorder, it's, it's, it's not something that you've caught or it's not an illness. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's a way of being that you've developed, you know, it's, right. It's like somebody um, sneezed on you and now, you know, you, Oh, I've got this, yeah. Now, now you're an asshole. Damn you, said, yeah. oh. How dare you? <laughs> I caught the asshole bug. <laughs> so it's it's important to to point out, and after talking to you again, the stigma behind BPD is that it's almost split personality, which it's not at all. No, no. Um, and they right. they say that they say that um, so a psychiatrist would rather treat. Um, yeah, would rather treat. Um, I don't even want to say it because then that makes sounds makes it sound like it's in it's dehumanizing people with schizophrenia. But they say they'd rather treat the worst schizophrenic patient over someone who is borderline. Um, that's but I think that's 
that's because of this this perception and um idea that people have um ingrained patterns of yeah, I hear that a lot. Clinicians kind of shy away from taking on taking on these cases, which is which makes it even more difficult to have this condition because where do you seek help if people don't want to help you? That that are so called professionals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If they're kind of black black labeling this Yeah, now this condition the black you have. And white thinking. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you should Fuck treat doctors. people to find them. <laughs> no, we shouldn't say that because there's so many wonderful doctors out there that, that do oh, so many mm-hmm. good and amazing things. I, I haven't um, met any yet, so I'm just playing. <laughs> just right. I mean, it, it must be such a difficult job, you know, to sit there every oh, yeah. day and, and listen to to people's woes and worries. And, um, and then how do you not take it home with you? you yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you've been you've been able to spin this in a positive light, you know the, the condition that you've had, and, and you've got this this um, Instagram page, which you kind of have as like a, a meeting ground for just people with this disorder. And, and you you joked the other day, it's almost like a like a match dot com of, of Instagram. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I've had so many people reach out to me and say, "Thank you, you've really helped us to create like small circles of." groups you know where which is which is mm. absolutely great because um support is key in recovery you can't recover uh, unless you have support. what's what's the handle what work where, where can uh, people find find your so you page to, on instagram i'm at bpd matters at bpd matters which is the abbreviation for borderline personality uh, it has uh green gray and blue on it yeah like some prints you know just okay. to show you know we're humans it's well, not you just got another follower so following you now <laughs> great thank you no thank, thank you. you um back to what circle yeah. just uh to to bring it all back to the, the beginning i i do believe like you said that um mother and father figure are the the largest uh influence influence there you go exactly yeah. influence and the best building block uh, for learning how to live life, cope that emotions are real and there and okay to have, and how to love yourself and be okay with not being perfect. And you know, like, yeah, that it it's huge. It seems very huge, and that's just me speaking from my experience, having both my parents, and like they were very the the best parents that I could have ever had. And I say that lovingly, and and not bullshitting or gassing or nothing like that because. Ray knows me and he knows that I'm like very sure of myself and I don't suffer from those situations of depression and whatnot, but I have people in my family that do. Sure. And I, I can see the clear distinction between what my parents did from myself and my sisters versus what my maybe aunt or uncle didn't do for their child. And we all come from the same bloodline, but the conditions but of everyone has different ways of parenting, don't they? You know, yeah, there is yeah. no one way. Everybody. No, no. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm not saying they're perfect, but they they gave me a good yardstick, and I thank God for that because I see it a lot. And then you had to go through it, and you're finding your way now too, which is awesome because you're you know every day we grow and we're going through our own thing. So just keep it up and keep helping people. Thank, thank you. you. You're you're Thank doing. You. This is the maybe the reason why it didn't work out that day, because exactly. you were supposed to be bringing people together. Exactly, and I and I and like I said already, I am grateful that I that I didn't end my life. And even even though the, the suicidal thoughts do, yeah, come and they come. 
so so strongly some days mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. surely there's a purpose surely there's a reason why i'm here and i and yes. i do believe and i believe that about everybody else i think god like you matter so much there's there was there's a reason for you being here even if you don't know what that reason is you know that you you were brought in you bring something to this world that no one else brings you're you yep. you know no one else no one else is you um but it, it can yeah it can it can be difficult to believe that um and and that yeah especially it, when it, it wasn't ingrained in you from a child you know when you have to figure that out on your own later on in life you know that's, that's yeah. crazy yeah i mean we we all need guidance in life you know like guidance is such an important thing yep um, mm-hmm. if, or the, the moments when you're younger and you need somebody to like lean on or you know you're going through a brand new experience and you have nobody that that, that you, need, you need somebody to learn that's from exactly you know oh, otherwise otherwise you don't know what you're doing yeah no. you can, you can, or you can easily fall somebody to leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get lost in the sauce as the kids say nowadays <laughs> yeah yeah we need we i think i think um growing up it's so important to if i could if i could if i could go back and say to my to my mom and dad you know what's one thing that you could change is just to, to explain i think children need things mm-hmm. to be explained to them it's so important mm-hmm. that you you know that you have dialogue with your children talk to them and explain things to them you know ex- talk 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 and yeah explain i think explaining is such an important thing you know yep Um, it is and we and we get caught at and i'm a parent jay's a parent um and i know i catch myself doing this sometimes you say something because you just expect them to know what it means or what it is but you forget that they're they're brand new to the yeah, world. They're and kids. Yeah. And they've they've never experienced this yeah. situation or, or this feeling yeah, before. Yeah, and and you do have to be cognizant of that. Yep. Yeah. I talked yeah. to my daughter and, and when I, she's twelve, you know what I mean? Like she's a girl almost a teenager, but she's only seven. I just talk I just talked to her like this is why I'm asking you to do this, else? you know, yeah. like this is yeah. what this, and then the, I may sound like I'm hard on you sometimes, but it's because I'm trying to get you to understand this. You know, it's yeah. like, we, you know, I don't know. That's like my best friend. So <laughs> that's amazing. Words are so important, but even more so, I think role modeling, I think, you know, you mm-hmm. ha- even if you find it hard to control, it, role, you have to role model for them yep. the, the right ways. Um, and also that we make mistakes, yeah. even, even, you know, exactly. your You're role human. Model, even your You're role model human. has made mistakes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And being, and being able to be honest and know that mm-hmm. actually is, is amazing to be able to be self-reflective and say, you know, know that you're not perfect. Yep. That's, mm-hmm. that's so key. You know, if you think you're perfect, then that's a condition in itself yeah, that's that's a that's a condition in itself yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely um that that's something that that is because uh, there, there's, there's 10 personality disorders that mm-hmm. you know bpd is just one of them um and they, they do them in clusters, right? Is that how they do it? And there's like a cluster A yeah. and B. Yeah. 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 You have done your research. I'm impressed. <laughs> I've got, I've, I, I mean, I can talk about the clusters if, if you're happy to hit to hear. Um, sure. So yeah, let's, let's do it. There are uh, three categories, cluster A, cluster B, cluster C. Um, mm-hmm. Cluster A is described as 
or eccentric. Cluster B, which is the one which borderline personality falls into, is described as dramatic, emotional, or erratic. I actually, I actually prefer to call my diagnosis um, emotionally unstable personality disorder. I think that's what they had it down on paper as for me: emotionally unstable personality disorder. Um, it sounds like it makes more sense. Make yeah, it fits better. Emotional instability. Mm-hmm. Borderline isn't is an outdated term, I think. So you've got cluster A, order eccentric, cluster B, dramatic, emotional, or erratic, and cluster C, which is anxious and fearful. Um, in cluster A, if you're order eccentric, it is it, uh, cluster A, paranoid, suspicious. You feel easily rejected. You tend to hold grudges. You feel that other people are being nasty to you, even when there's no evidence actually for that. Um, you're emotionally cold. You don't like contact with other people. and you kind of have like a rich, you live in this rich fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, see, see, even the clusters can be broken down. And I just covered two there. The, the clusters can be broken down themselves. So you've got cluster A breaks down into paranoid, schizoid, and schizotypal. Mm-hmm. Um, schizotypal <laughs> is like eccentric behavior, lack of emotion. And you can see, or you, sometimes you see or hear strange things with that one. Um, okay. cluster B that, that is which borderline personality is in um, and I and when I was at my lowest and when I was at my worst I could definitely I could definitely relate to all of these um, don't care much about the feelings of others uh, mm-hmm. getting easily frustrated but it's, it's because I mean I'm not, I'm not making excuses here but it's, it's literally because you yourself have run out of the emotional capacity um, and you feel that the world has just dealt you so many blows, sure. you end up just not caring yourself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Aggression. Uh, so I, uh, I'll get through this list. Now. I, I, um, I'll go back to what happened when I ended up in hospital because um, I wasn't sectioned as such, but um, it was a voluntary stay on a psych ward. Um, mm-hmm. But I did, I did go from hospital into a psych ward. Um, okay, which I'm happy to talk about. Um, so yeah, so cluster B, dramatic, emotional, and erratic, um, <laughs> impulsive. So you do things in the spur of the moment without thinking about them. I do not agree with the with the not with the one that says don't feel guilty. There's there's a, that is a stigma which I really really don't agree with. Guilt is guilt is for me has always been at my core. This feeling mm-hmm. of guilt. Um, but I do, I do relate to not learning from unpleasant experiences. So make a mistake, <laughs> don't learn from it, make a mistake, don't learn from it. Just keep doing like, it over yeah. and over. Yeah. And that is insanity, right? What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again. Same thing over and over. Yep. Um, I mean, and those things are really, are really uncomfortable to, to hear. Um, but, but I, I, uh, I, I, I did a course, that's where I'm getting these notes from now, and it says, it, and I've written down here, it's not uncommon to form attachments that are similar to that of your early attachments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your early, your early experiences do shape who you are. And, um, so, yeah, I, I hear that with this, with this condition particularly, if you go through a traumatic instance when you're younger, your brain kind of just locks into that, and whenever there's any sign of stress or or you know any any just any kind of trouble or drama in your life your brain 
reverts right back to that state of mind. Yeah. 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 I believe that memories, cause you don't ever lose your memories, do you? I don't think you ever lose your memories. I mean, you can have memory loss, but mm-hmm. I think it's all in there. It doesn't ever go yeah. anywhere. It's all still flowing around somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I wonder if that's maybe where the disordered bit comes from. It's, it's definitely like disordered ways of thinking. I know that it's like your thought paths don't, your, your brain is not wired, right? It's, it's literally having a broken brain, a trauma brain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, traumatic experiences uh, do shape brain patterns uh, yeah. in the way that you react or perceive things from that moment on, you know, like, I don't know, for example, if you get into a really bad car accident, most people don't just get back in the car and go drive down the same road the next day. Like nothing happened. You're going to avoid that area at all costs, you know? Mm. Well, car accidents were definitely part of what added to my traumatic brain. I've had a few in my life. I've had. Yeah. I'm there with you. More than I can count. (laughs) Yeah. I've been in lots of car crashes and I think um, they definitely contribute to this kind of hypersensitive Mm -hmm. um, overactive brain that I have, you know? So, so my brain perceives danger even when there isn't any, I'm constantly in this high, high state of alert, even when there's nothing to be afraid of or there's nothing, you know, sounds like you, Jason, what you mean? With your gun fixation and having ARs by your side all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just you, you keeping them by in, you when you're at home. Really, you could be in the most peaceful place in the world, but, you know, there's this, you're, you're on high alert. Yeah, high yeah. Alert. It can't be at peace. I also yeah. attribute that. I'm just paranoid because I'm coming from a uh, military family, so I have somebody that was in the uh, CIA, and they talked a lot yeah. about a lot of things, and I just am always... I'm in my own house with my gun sitting right next to me, just like, yep, we're, we're good. <laughs> Doors locked, everything. Just like, all right, well, fuck it. But yeah, to the car accident, I wouldn't, so, trust, yeah. I wouldn't trust myself with it. With it with well, it. yeah, that, that also, there, there's another side to that. Yeah, exactly. Because having those around um, with the personality that is one of kind of self harm, if you will. Um, or the thoughts of it's a very easy way to call it quits. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a very effective way. There's no hospital stay. There's no nothing. It's over. And I yeah. might teach my daughter about that too, that, you know, this isn't a toy, you know, leave it alone, God, but no, ne- yeah. neither here nor there Um, on the car accident things. Like see my, my personality is that because I've been what total three bikes in like less than a year, got hit three times. Uh, a car 45 miles an hour head up hit this lady hit me we were both doing 45 so it's like equivalent to 90 miles an hour into a wall I went through the windshield with my forehead but I drive through these intersections of all the accidents like every day and I don't know what it is but it's like I don't I don't um I don't hold on to shit I don't know why I have that ability and my wife always asks me, like, how do, you, how do you do it? That's, a, that's an amazing attribute to have. Well, I appreciate that. But it's like I understand the other side of it, where as a person like yourself, where you do hold on to that. So being a person that's on the other side of the spectrum, I can only imagine what it's like to always feel like something, like shit's about to hit the fan. That's got to be exhausting at times. I don't, Jay, I don't, I don't think, I don't think people ever necessarily, like you say, you let go. And I, I 
I feel sometimes like I have that as well, where I go through an experience and it doesn't bother me the next day I can go through that road or, or do the same thing again. But I don't think we ever lose it as, as a, as a human, you know what I mean? I think it, we just just deal with it differently. Hey, we deal with it differently and may come up somewhere else that we're not even aware of. You know what I mean? In a child, like when you're a kid, you fall down, you get back Mm -hmm. up again, you fall down, you get back up again. Like you, you know, things kind of like, um, I had one psychiatrist describe me as a Teflon child. So like water off, you know, that, that, that material Teflon falls right off you. And that's kind of what it is. It's just like, just water off a duck's back. Yeah. That's an amazing mm-hmm. way to be in life, but you know, it depends on what what the what a person has been through. Right, that you know, life can beat you down, beat you down, beat you down. Oh yeah, but it's how, you know how you know we we are uh, made up of good and bad experiences, aren't we? All of us are made mm-hmm. up of good and bad experiences. Mm-hmm. How um, well can you hide it? <laughs> yeah. You know, like how well can you hide? That's what people do every yeah. day. Is how well can you hide it? And yeah, well, I'm yeah, but hiding it, I think, does more damage harm than good. Oh, way more, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I think it's amazing that people are talking more about mental health and and that you know the discussion is coming up more and more. And uh, people shouldn't be ashamed to talk about men- mental health, you know, talk about it as 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 lightly as you would say, you know, I'm just going to the, to the shops, do you want to, do you want to bag a crisp? You know, you know, I'm, I'm having a really yeah. shit day in my head. I tell you something which I always get my, my brain feels like it's bleeding. Literally. I feel like my, my brain is bleeding. Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And that's the only way I can describe it. That, that, and that on a bad day, that is how it feels like my brain's bleeding. Um, when I was on antidepressants that went away, uh-huh. It, um, because the, a, broke, a broken mind is no different to having a broken leg. Um, it's like sure. you, when I went on antidepressants, it was literally like putting my brain in a cast, and I felt it. I felt, I felt the the tablets. I could feel the coat. I, it sounds crazy, but no. uh, I am that sensitive. I could feel the coating, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. uh, and I could feel when I had a thought that it was just cushioned. Like a negative thought was so much more cushioned when when I right. had the antidepressants, and I'm Anna. It's crazy. I miss them so much. I miss being on antidepressants so much. Um, but myself, my situation has changed. You know, I'm um, uh, the the UK in the UK. Like you can get meds on prescription for free. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, really? I don't know that on, on the NHS. Um, uh-huh. So it's a lot a lot easier and uh, well it's one of the the most abused systems actually Mm. um the medication a lot of money is wasted that way um i think yeah i could imagine people take it yeah people taking medications and and that's how i was able to take my overdose because there was in the house i was renting a room in there was a cupboard full of medication there and i just And every day I was seeing this medication, you know, so when I wanted a way out, that was it. I thought, oh, there you go. There's like 300 tablets in there, all to the shops. And I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm so pathetic. I hate alcohol. Like I hate alcohol and I couldn't even do the overdose properly because I was like sipping. I, I couldn't do it. Like I can't stand <laughs> alcohol. And I was like, yeah, I shouldn't really laugh or joke about suicide. It's not. You're not minimizing yeah. it, but you're laughing at yourself specifically, not other people. I get what I get what you mean, though. 
it's it's not it's not a funny situation, but you can look back at your situation and just yeah. you know like laugh at it. Uh, you it, have it, to be able to laugh at yourself and its situation. Yeah, well, that's a heavy one too. So if you can't look at it and see how much you've grown and laugh at the the situation in a happy way, uh, mm-hmm. you're not you know I don't know not living. Yeah, That's just, yeah. Wow. Overdosing is the I think is is the worst thing. When, so when I was on when I spent six weeks in a psychiatric ward in hospital in the UK, and um, when I was there, that's what made my mind up that I wouldn't take an overdose ever again because I saw so many people. Uh, I saw people coming and going, having taken the overdose, being discharged, and then they were back like literally the next day, right. having taken another mm-hmm. one. And you're just damaging your body over and over and over right. again. And just slow and painful, uh, it sounds. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I read an article once where someone had died accidentally by taking 12 paracetamol. And so I just think, how lucky was I to have taken over 300? 300, yeah. Um, there's a there's a reason for it. And there was paracetamol in there. And, and I just think but, but it is one of the worst one of the, I think that's one of the worst ways to hurt your body. Yeah. yeah but there are so many forms of self-harm um, that people use, and it's absolutely heartbreaking that a person would um, – well, this is it. They, they choose to hurt themselves as opposed to so, – so this is what I don't get when people – you know, I've got, so I've got this book here. This is a book which um, helped my husband when I was going through it. It's called Stop Walking on Eggshells. Stop Walking on Eggshells. And a lot of people who diagnose with borderline personality, they hate this book because they think that it shows us in a bad light. But actually it helped Mm -hmm. my husband. You know, if you listen to what it says on the back, it says, do you feel manipulated, controlled, or lied to? Are you the focus of intense, violent, and irrational rages? Do you feel you are walking on eggshells to avoid the next conversation? I mean, there are things which people would not want to hear about themselves. Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, someone you care about may have borderline personality disorder. Well, actually, it's just like like you said before, it's a cry for help. It's a, it's a cry for help. You know, and, and for a person to actually hurt themselves what does that say about the person? They'd rather hurt themselves than hurt you. How is, right. you know, that I can see how yeah, it, there's, it's seen as manipulative. There, there's a lot to be uncovered there. You have a very loving person on your hands that maybe just misunderstood or Absolutely. Was having, having difficulties. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you could say, Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cry for help. And it absolutely is a cry for help. But, um, I don't think, I don't think the person does it to, I, I know, I know for a fact the person doesn't do it to, to seek attention or to, but it, it's literally to escape, mm. to, you know, and they'd rather hurt themselves than hurt, than hurt anyone else around them. When, when you turn that, when you turn that uh, anger inwards, how can you be called controlling or manipulative? I don't get that. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. So for for people listening, Andrea, who are going, who maybe aren't diagnosed yet, or or are, yeah, but are having difficulties because you you seem to have done a good job of kind of getting your hands around it and, and I don't say controlling, but getting you know getting a grip on on your condition and people who are struggling with it or or maybe thinking they may or may have it or be you know 
worried about how they can get help like what would you what would you say to them and, and how would you help them i mean it's 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 so hard because to, to pull yourself for, for I, I wish i had the answers i wish i could say something that would help but Mm-hmm. having been there i know that what it took was for someone else to take my hand and say come on i'm gonna help you like that is right. what it took um being in that hospital and, and being told um you know me uh my, my surname at the time is sorry i'm sorry sign this release paper you're okay to go home when i i'd literally mm-hmm. taken the overdose less than less than 12 hours ago uh, it, it took for someone to to, te- to say no. She's not okay. You know she she needs help, and if you send her home, she's only going to do it again. So, but for right. anyone that's that, it, it, you know, uh, talk to someone. There is help out. You know, you have so many um, helplines. Uh, you have helplines. You have, but just just talk to someone. Don't suffer in silence. You know, nowadays we have the power of the internet. We have the medium of of, of the internet. You know, um, I, I, I've created a, a website myself, um, bpdmatters.com, and um, I would love for anyone who's who feels that they're going through the midst of chaos. You know, if, if you're diagnosed with borderline personality or not, you know, go there. Find 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 friends on there. I, I mean, it. it it's it's similar to Facebook in the way that I want people to be able to connect and reach out and talk um, mm-hmm. and have a sense of support and to feel supported in, in this place. Um, but, I mean, my mum's always said to me, no one's going to help you, you have to help yourself. And mm-hmm. I think she's right, and I hate that, but I think she's right. You know, you have, But when you're so unwell that you can't help yourself, then what? You know, then you've got, you've got to be at the, at the very least, you've got to be willing to, to at least listen and, and acknowledge where you're at in your life to, to accept help even, you know, and yeah. I think you're right. I think you, you do need to be able to help yourself, but even more so like if, if you're, you know, admitted into a hospital, it doesn't do anything unless you yourself acknowledge that you, you need the help. Work. Yeah. You have to do the work. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, right. and it's so easy in life to say, you know, you know, it's your fault, you, you, you know, and then to, and to point fingers, but where one finger points, you know, there's three fingers pointing back and, and, um, mm-hmm. you have, I think you have to learn to be introspective and, um, but, but, you know, saying, well, you have to, you have to do that when you're unwell, it's not that easy when you're unwell, it's not that easy when you're, sure. when, you're when you're struggling to, um, process thoughts. I mean, I mean, I was so unwell at the time. I remember my focus was just all over the place i couldn't read i couldn't focus on a on a on a page long enough to read a sentence like that's how that's how fast my brain was kind of darting from there to there to mm-hmm. there, to there um but for me for me what helped was therapy if you can therapy is a therapy is a, a privilege i wish therapy was yeah was um was more accessible for everyone there is a website. It's expensive. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. There is, and you've got online therapy nowadays. But I think nothing beats. I mean, I'm, I'm going to feel. I'm going to walk away today from this feeling on cloud nine, just for having connected with you guys. That's awesome. You know, yeah, I mean, we, uh, yeah, human, we appreciate it. I know. I know. I've learned a lot in this past yes. hour. We appreciate Thanks. you. I mean, because this oh, is a, this well, is a, a look inside <laughs> of 
just it explains, you know, it's it, the stigma of you're not fit for fucking society because of what? Like, that's so fucked up. That's, I don't like labels a- and stigma has, and shit. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. A- everyone has mental health, you know, whether yeah. you want to call it mental health. Yeah, everyone has mental mm-hmm. health. Everybody's going through something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the but ones that I, say they I, are, I they're lying their asses off. If anybody says hey, <laughs> everything is okay, nothing is going so, on in your mind. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 it's the easy option. It's so much easier to 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 go through life that way. It's so much easier to go through life and say, "There's nothing," you know, "I'm I'm invincible." Not I'm invincible. You know, I'm I'm okay, and yeah, and um, I have no flaws. Or, 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 or even if it's not that, just to kind of pretend everything's okay, but. Um, what are you? What are you? If you're if you're without emotions, like what, yeah, what are you? Exactly. You're you're without? you're a walking robot, and then one are? day you yeah. shoot up a fucking supermarket or some person. shit because you just lose it. You know, it's like, come on, man. Just, yeah, just yeah, talk yeah about that, it. that's the person just that talk about that, it. that has an episodic breakdown. There's a lot of that going on here in this country right now. Uh, every yeah. other fucking day, somebody's shooting up something, and it's, it's heartbreaking. That's a whole. Other, that's a that's a whole other topic, yeah. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but it, but it, but it ties in because it's like you. But can it's shoot, true. People could no, have it, yeah. seen these uh, um, uh, telltale signs and tried to mm-hmm. speak with them about things or whatever may have you know. And everybody wants to be. I'm okay. No, you're no. It, just be honest. It's true. It's it's not it's not a gun problem. It's a it mental is. health problem. And if you every yeah. if you get every yeah. one of these every one of these kids or people that are shooting up schools and whatnot, if you look into each and every one, the common denominators they were all on antidepressants, all of them. Yeah. And then they just got all. Yeah. There, there. Then they got yeah. all. Anti, antidepressants. Um, okay, antidepressants. They want. They're. they're I, I do believe they're wonderful. Yeah, they 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 do serve a purpose. They work, right? They work. They absolutely they serve a purpose. They are they are they are a wonderful invention. But do they solve the the problem? No, they mask no. the problem. Yep. So so like for me, recovery for me, recovery was a bit like a flying an airplane. You know, you've got you've got to have, you know, and, and say the antidepressants, they were the nose of the plane. And then one wing was diet. The other wing was exercise that, you know, in order mm-hmm. to take off, you know, one wing was therapy, uh, the, the tail was support, uh, reading books, you, you, you know, the windows were reading books. You, you need all of these things to take off. It's not just one thing that's going to get you there. Right. All, you know, recovery yeah. is a bit like an airplane in that sense. You have to have all of these things working together to be able to take off. But, but at the end of the day, everyone's only just doing their best, right? So if if taking antidepressants is what gets you through the day, or or any kind of medication for that matter, um, then 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 do that. You know. But I think yeah. I think but, it's, but understand, it's just a piece piece to the puzzle. Yeah. It's not going to solve. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to solve everything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, and and that's where therapy comes in. But um, mm-hmm. therapy costs. You know, not everyone has access to it. But if you can, group therapy changed my life. Group therapy. Yeah, and that, that's a little that's a little more affordable as well. Yeah, group group therapy. I think is, is more affordable. Um, what I what I learned from group group therapy was that it. Um, it shaped my emotions. It kind of, it, it helped. So, so it gave me the emotional experiences that I missed out on growing up. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perhaps that was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's any, any kind of therapy, I think, especially if you're talking with other people who are going through what you go through is, is going to be helpful. And you talking with us has been super helpful. And then again, before we get out of here, can you just let everyone know again, uh, your Instagram handle and in the website you have coming? Sure. So uh, the website's already there. It's up. Um, it's www.bpdmatters.com. Um, and the Instagram handle is, uh, the same BP at BPD matters. Um, and there's highlights there that, that you can access, which if you want to learn more about borderline personality disorder, there's, there's a highlight there about BPD, which, um, basically the platform is, I'm trying to bring content from everywhere together. So it's there in one place. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn mm-hmm. more about the honest, um, I, I put the website, I'm, I'm really hoping it can act as a support network. Yes. So go ahead, sign up, um, tell your friends, tell your friends, tell a friend. And, and, and when you're there, support people, lift them up, um, share your stories, tell your story. Your story is important. Your story could, could help someone else go through, you know, whatever they're going through. Literally save a life. Yeah. So, so, um, well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And this is a very, very deep topic. Thank you for giving me a voice today. For giving, yeah, for, my, for allowing my voice to be heard. I really appreciate it. Really Absolutely. Appreciate it. Our pleasure. Cool. You think that was cool? All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. This is a very serious topic. If you yourself or you know somebody who's going through this, please reach out, seek help. Uh, You're not alone. There's a lot of people suffering and going through the things you're going through uh, that can help. And there's a community that that try to uplift each other and and get each other on the right track. So please do that. You can email me, Ray, at wordsovericeshow.com. I can help you get in contact with the right people. Thanks.